0: Let's continue discussing the Heilige Heilige inyan of Kedushchev Shabbos Kodesh. And hopefully uh, our Shabbos last week was a very different Shabbos. And I want to move on with some other Gavadagin Yanim. There's a Mordegad Yushalmi. Okay? Listen to this Gavadag Yushalmi in Mesech Yuma. Okay? Yushalmi brings a Maisa with Shimon Hatzadik. Okay? Shimon Hatzadik was a coin Gadol at the time of the second Baisa and he was the Kohen Godel for around about 40 years. Now, in his final year of being the Kohen gadol, the um, Gemara tells us, Yushami tells us, that Shimon informed the Olam that he would not live until the next Yom Kippur. And he explained that every year on Yom Kippur, when he went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, right, the most, you know, the innermost place of the Beis HaMigdosh, in order to do the Avoida of Yom Kippurim. There was an elderly man that escorted him into and then out of the Kodesh of Kedoshim. That year, he said, that man joined him inside the Kodesh of of Kedoshim, but did not walk out with him. And therefore, Shimon said that this obviously indicated that uh, this would have been at Atzadik's very last year, that last Yom Kippur, which it actually was, which it actually was. And the Yushalmi asks the following question. Asks the Yushalmi, how is it possible? The Torah says clearly that nobody but the Kohen Gadol is allowed to enter the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And not only that, we know the Gemara tells us that the, the Kohen Gadol himself, it was almost a second of him to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He had chains around his leg and sometimes he would die there and it would pull him out. So how is it... That Shimon Sadiq says somebody accompanied him into the Kodesh Hakadoshim. You're not allowed, even says the Yeshamim, malachim are not allowed to go into the Kodesh Hakadoshim. Nobody is allowed to go into the Kodesh Hakadoshim during the time when the Kohen Gadol is going in there during Yom Kippurim. So how was this mysterious man allowed to escort Shemunat Sadiq into the Kodesh and out to the Kodesh Hakadoshim? So the Yeshamim says like this. Well, it's, it's unbelievable. It's the again in Yuma, okay? Lamad Tes omad Aleph. And the answers that this person was not a man. This was the Rabbinah Shilolam in the representation of a human being who personally escorted Shimon Sadiq, right? Why is it, Asa, for anyone, including a Malach, to be allowed into the Kurdish Gadashim? So the answer they bring is is that when the, Kodesh, when the Kohen Gadol goes in the Kodesh Kedosh Hashim Kippurim, it was a tremendous time of love, yichud and intimacy between the Kohen Gadol or representing Kelal between Kelal and the Rabboni Shloem. It was basically a private meeting in the yichud room. Well, when you, when Hosn and Kala go into the yichud room, nobody else is allowed in there. They have even Edim, right? They have two people going into the yichud room to make sure that nobody else is there. Why? Because that is a high... Time of intimacy where just the chosn and kala go in there, nobody else. At the time when the coin Godel went into the kodesh shekadoshim ali malach, nobody else was allowed in there. It was a time of the rabboni Shlonim and Klal Yisrael Now, there are rias, we're not going to go into all of them now, I'll just give you one of them. That Shabbos kodesh is greater than Yom Kippurim. One of the biggest rias is the amount of alias. I don't know if you ever noticed this that um, there are many different days that we call up a different amount of people for aliyahs. So, for example, during the week, on a Monday and Thursday, we have three people. Okay? When it comes to a Rosh Chodesh, we have four people. Very good. Excellent. We have four people. When it comes, for example, to, um, when it comes to Yontov, regular Yontov, very good, five people. Right? And then you have Yom Kippur, six, and then you have Shabbos, which is Seven. seven. Right, called the Chai brings down, that when you go to the mikveh, on Erev, anything, you dip the amount of times for the aliyas. okay, there's, there's kavanas, kas, all sorts of things, you'd keep off, okay, I'm going to go to the mikveh right now, maybe we'll talk about it a different time, but um, the amount of aliyas generally represents the kadush of the day. Shabbos has the most amount of Aliyahs that represents the high Kedusha that Shabbos has, perhaps even more than Yom Kippurim. So if Yom Kippurim represents the Yichud between Klalison and the Rabbani Shalom, so how much more so, the idea of Yichud between the Rabbani Shalom and Klalison on Shabbos Kodesh. And as we mentioned before, Shabbos is the time we get to spend with the Rabbani Shalom. People don't realize this. The Rabbani Shalom is waiting a whole week to spend time with you. My dayankala, you've been working a whole week. Spend time with me on Shabbos. No, we're busy on Shabbos. We need to, you know, we've got stuff to read, we've got to eat, we've got, you know, sleep, sleep, catch up on sleep, all sorts of things. Moshe says, I just want to spend time with you. That's what Shabbos is. That is what Shabbos represents. Shabbos represents the time we spend with Hashem. And like we said, if you remember on Shalashidus, we spoke about the idea of the Shmira. As we say in mariv how Rez Sukkah shalabah Kosh Brochu spreads the Shmira, right, the Sukkah, which is like a shelter on us, on Shabbos. Shabbos has an incredible Shmira. Okay? I want to tell you the most amazing story. Okay? It's an amazing story. The Zuchka Rebbe said over this Misa, listen carefully because it's the most amazing story. Okay? It's, a, it's, a, it's such a beautiful Misa. As a young boy, is you with me for this? Please. As a young boy, The Rebbe went to a Belzechida in Tel Aviv. Now one day the boys were playing outside during recess and there was an older gentleman that called them over at the time and he was sitting on a bench and he looked like a very normal, you know, not religious Israeli. He didn't have a yarmulke on and his shirt was basically... He just didn't look like a typical, normal, religious guy. So he went over to these Belzer boys and he said to them the following. He said, Rabbi Sai, you think I always looked this way? When I was young, I looked exactly like you. I looked like I had curly pears and everything. And the old man spoke with her with a gishmach, with enthusiasm. He was like going back in time. The children he was talking to hung on to every word that he said. He said, I grew up, I grew up in a Hasidisha home. The lifestyle just posh it. I don't know, it didn't resonate with me. Even a young boy, I realized that was something different. As I started to get older, I started to rebel. First, it was the Hasidic address that bothered me. And then it was the davening, the learning, other mitzvahs. Everything started slipping away one by one. I wasn't even bar mitzvah. And my father was terrified that he would lose me. Now, we fought tremendous times at home. We fought backwards and forwards. Every day was a struggle. And it started with something petty and ended up, you know, escalated into a full-blown, explosive argument. I eventually was left with no choice. My father decided to bring me to the Belzer Rebbe. Okay? He said, I had no intention of going. Why would I go to the Belzer Rebbe? Like, I, I, I knew what the Rebbe was going to tell me. I had any have a meaning that the Rebbe was going to tell me something else. So I refused to go. My father offered me a deal that I could not refuse. He promised me that if I would go to the Rebbe, he would never bother me again about anything to do with religion and I said this is amazing all the re- you know, I don't want to fight with my father I love my father but we were always fighting about religion and why you do this and why you do that this is great here's my opportunity to never fight with my father again he won't bring up anything to do with religion perfect that's all I have to do is go to the Rebbe no problem I'll go to the Rebbe so we went to the Rebbe we were sitting in the waiting room okay listen to this it's just amazing we were sit- this is what this old man is telling the bells in the and the Ched, Okay, we were sitting in the waiting room we were waiting for our turn with the Rebbe. There was a guy in front of us in line in a wheelchair. Now, I watched as he wheeled into the Rebbe's inner chamber. Right? The way it worked is you had a waiting room outside, and the Rebbe was inside. But you waited your turn, the Gabbai called you, you went inside. Okay? So here's this guy, this not religious boy, with his father, who's only going because he doesn't want to be bothered by his father again. He's waiting in the waiting room to see the bells of Rebbe get it over and done with, and he can have a peaceful life. The guy in front of him in line is in a wheelchair. The guy wheels into the Rebbe's inner room. Okay? He watched. The Rebbe instructed, okay, that the chassid be wheeled to the far side of the room. The Rebbe told the guy, get out the wheelchair. And all of a sudden, this guy walked all over everybody started crying he hasn't walked for, since he was born he's been crippled his whole life unbelievable he said he witnessed that with his own eyes and he was the next guy into the rebbe. we walked in after that the rebbe sensed what was going on and what exactly i needed to be told and he said to me listen here listen here no matter what i would end up doing okay no matter what happened just keep shabbos always keep shabbos whatever happens wherever you go whatever you end up doing." Just keep Shabbos. And he pointed to the wheelchair. That the guy previously before him had just gone up. And he said, you see that wheelchair over there? I promise you, if you don't guard Shabbos, the first time you're Machal Shabbos, you're going to end up in one of those. Now, can you imagine? He was petrified. The Rebbe's warning shook him to the core. Right? He just witnessed a crippled man who never walked two feet in his life get up from a wheelchair because the Rebbe told him to do that. And, and what the Rebbe told him, he said, okay, Rebbe, you got my word. I will never be Machal Shabbos. Over the next few years, he left completely everything. No yarmulke, no tzitzis, no kashurus. He did whatever he wanted. But wherever far he fell, he always kept Shabbos. He got married to a girl that hardly looked or acted Jewish. She, she observed nothing. They had children that also observed nothing. But however stupid it was, he always kept Shabbos. Nobody else, not his wife, not his kids. But he always kept Shabbos. He was remembered, the Rebbe told me. His wife, his children persuaded him said, Dad, what are you doing? Why are you keeping Shabbos? You're eating pig on Yom Kippur, and yet you keep Shabbos? No, I have to, I have to, whatever it was. Uh, they got, got to a stage at one point where his kids got to him, and he realized that it's completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I'm keeping Shabbos. i I'm, I'm, I'm being doing everything else wrong in the book. I keep nothing, I have no feeling for anything. My wife, my kids, nobody's religious. Why am I keeping Shabbos? So he was away with the family. It was up north, and they were going jeeping. And his kids finally got to him, and they're like, Dad, you know, I know it's jeeping, and I know it's Shabbos for you. It's ridiculous. And they pushed him, and they pushed him, and he said, You know what? You're 100% right. What am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? Because some old rabbi years ago told me something. It doesn't make any sense. That's it. He got in the jeep, got into the driving seat. First time he was ever machal Shabbos in his life. The jeep flipped over. Everybody got away with a few scratches. He was pinned underneath the jeep until they managed to get him out, He was crippled for life and in a wheelchair. Okay? Because the Belzer Rebbe told him, whatever you do, keep Shabbos. Shabbos is the most incredible Shmira that we have. Shabbos keeps a person into being what a Yid is meant to be. And as we said, not only is it a Shmira, it's also the Yichud between us and the Rabbi Nishalad. It's an opportunity to spend time with Hashem. It's an opportunity to spend time with our Creator. He gives us six days to work. And once a week, He says, My dear Yankala, Spend time with me. That's all I want. That's all the Rebbeinu wants. It's the highest level we can have is to spend time with the Rebbeinu Shlaimim. And Shabbos, as we said, is possibly higher than Yom HaKippurim. It's higher than Yom HaKippurim. The yichud that we have between us and the Rebbeinu Lalam is something very, very special. So we have to bear that in mind. And like I said last week, again, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat certain things again because they need to be repeated. If we don't think about Shabbos, Shabbos will mean nothing to us. It doesn't happen automatically. Right, especially, by the way, if we're FFBs, you know, from, from birth. So like for us, like we've been religious our whole life, so like big deal, yeah, we'll keep Shabbos. You never give thought into what you do. Right, one of the things that we're going to be speaking about in Mitzvah Shem at a different time during this year is about how we should not be on autopilot. Right, don't be on autopilot don't live a Yiddish life on autopilot don't press autopilot keep Shabbos keep you know, just, just go through the, the motions of life. that's not what the Rebunscher wants from us and that's not what Yiddishkeit Yiddishkeit is geschmack it's beautiful it's vibrant there's so much there's so much variety in what Yiddishkeit has to offer we just don't even tap into it Shabbos Kodesh if we never thought about Shabbos Kodesh it's not going to mean anything it's like the Chabad Schaim said if you, didn't taste, if you didn't think about what taste you wanted in the month it tastes of nothing and that's what Shabbos is if you put some effort into it and understand and realize that Shabbos is the most beautiful day that you can possibly have, it's a time that you can spend with your Creator, then Be'ez Hashem, the bracha that Shabbos offers, which is makor of all bracha, as we said, we say it in the Chadoiti, is something incredible. And that Be'ez Hashem, if we work on it, the Lord shall give us Yahweh that we'll have a beautiful Shabbos.